Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! Welcome back, or welcome, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between. You have joined us for a new edition, a live edition of And The Podcast Will Rock. We are here, Corey and myself, and a special guest and referee, Eric Sinich from the Van Halen News Desk. We are here uh, doing part two, so if you missed part one, please go back and listen to it. If you're joining us live, hi, you didn't. Go, we haven't gone anywhere. We're still here. We are still here. We are here with the DLR cast, folks, and the Oda, the Bogus Otis Show guys. Uh, if uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, if you've already if you've tuned into part two, uh, you you've clicked on part two, then you've already seen that part one. Uh, we've We've covered that song, so I don't have to uh, really spoil anything. You've seen it. There it is. We covered Jump. There you go. So now it's time to get into the Sammy Hagar era. Uh, Corey, what do you, uh, what do you, I guess, what are you hoping to get out of uh, this next portion of the Sammy uh, era? Well, we need an all-time Sammy classic, right? We had an all-time yeah. Dave classic on the first show. And we got the bogus Otis boys here, uh, Brent Kennard and Darren Bristow, a big fan of your show. Of course, we had them on the show before, and they spun a Dave tune. Finally, they're going to get a chance to talk about a Sammy Hagar song on our Van Halen podcast here. Um, I listened to your latest episode, guys, and you guys uh, killed it as always. But uh, for all the folks watching live, you guys are teasing a big guest that you're going to announce on Saturday. Uh, I'm not expecting you to, to to drop it here, but is there any kind of hints, anything you want to kind of plug or promote coming up? I don't know. Uh, Darren and I did not talk about this, and thank you for the the kind words about the show. We we are uh, kind of teasing episode 13, which is our uh, finale for season one. But we, we did kind of casually talk about do we actually – drop it for the folks live here tonight and then everybody else finds out as well. D Darren, what do you think? Should we, should we share? Go for it, man. I think you should go yeah. for it. You do it. Go All right. Oh, exclusive. Okay. All right. Here it is. Uh, news fresh, hot off the presses right here. Episode 13 to finish season one of the bogus Otis show. Our very special guest who kills at making cocktails, definitely drives her car faster than 55 and she knows a thing or two about shoes. Our special guest is none other than Velma Hagar, Sammy Hagar's older sister. Right. Yeah, awesome. That's cool, yes. man. That yeah. is cool. Yeah, That's we spent a cool. we spent an awesome hour with her and uh, had a ton of fun and a great yeah. chat. And I think everybody's going to love that episode. She's a great lady. What a gem. Yeah, fantastic. What a way to finish off uh, season one. Yeah. Uh, of the bogus Oda show. Uh, what are some of your highlights uh, from the first uh, 12 episodes you guys have recorded here? Oh, man. Um, there, the, we just had a blast. Uh, we had a great conversation uh, with CJ Chilvers, the author of the uh, Van Halen Encyclopedia. Um, I had the very good fortune and my only 
sadness with this is that my partner Darren wasn't with me. Uh, I was down in Cabo San Lucas in November, and we uh, got to spend some time with and interview uh, Jorge Viana, who's Sammy's partner in the Cabo Wabo. Um, that was, you know, just a out of body experience for me, absolutely. Um, but I think, you know, the 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 best part for me is. Uh, my partner Darren and I, we we just had a blast, just hanging out and chatting and having fun. Yeah, I was really excited about the uh, Sammy's the uh, soundtracks and movie uh, songs we mm. were going through and breaking some of them down and get into the actual some of the guitar parts and components. That was that was a lot of fun, man. It's been a yeah. great year so far. Dar- we enjoyed Darren... meeting you guys too, man. We've been, all, everyone here. We really enjoy your shows. Likewise. That's off to you guys. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give a quick little plug for my my partner Darren here. Um, this guy always undersells himself. And so I'm here to make sure that he's oversold. He is a dude who is an incredibly talented musician, has some really cool little nuggets about a lot of these songs. And um He's got some inside info when we start talking about Chickenfoot too. Uh, some cool stories coming up uh, from Darren there. So props to my partner. Nice, I can't wait. Yeah. And the latest show Thanks you guys uh, on the soundtracks uh, you covered uh, heavy metal and uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Great, great yeah. episode. I encourage everyone to go check that out. And of course, we have the DLR cast guys here, Darren and Steven. Uh, fantastic episode there. You, you go away for yeah. a little bit for the holidays, and then Dave drops. Fuck, he dropped another Van Halen cover. He dropped uh, four episodes of, of the Roth show. Uh, tons of stuff going on in, in DLR's world, right? Yeah. Naturally. <clears throat> yeah. It seems, seems to happen that way. <laughs> it's it's big jumps of activity then big periods of silence when you least expect them and vice versa so there's always rumors going around and it can be really hard to discern what's legitimate and what's not but steve and i we have no idea if there's going to be 12 more roth show episodes <laughs> or if this is his new thing or if he just gives up after another one or two no idea we work without a net so you got, do you guys just yeah, you just text each other a call and say we got to do another episode? Yeah, Literally. I mean we, that's pretty. Well, we plan this stuff out, try to, but of late when there's this activity, I mean I'll get a text from or you know the other day I said hey a new Roth episode <laughs> dropped and it was you know I mean when something especially when there's nothing going on and all of a sudden it's like yeah do we got something to talk about let's just I, jump on it you know yeah but I mean you guys are busy you got you got yeah. a lot of stuff going on so it must be like okay we gotta squeeze some time in like okay we'll give it like 45 well, minutes I'm, al- I'm always texting Dara and saying come on dude more I need another one let's go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know so, some episodes we really don't have much to talk about except hey wouldn't it be cool if Dave does blank and then there's other episodes where there's like 12 blips of things to cover and you know, sometimes tips come in from our listeners. Sometimes I hear a rumor and I reach out to somebody in Dave's camp. Every episode's kind of different for better and for worse. Well, it's great stuff. And I know uh, in the last episode, you guys talked about uh, fans are getting on you for being negative. I don't see it as being <laughs> negative so much as it's just being truthful. Nobody knows what the fuck David Lee Roth is doing nowadays. Like even the people in his <laughs> camp have no idea, right? Hey, we are fans. We're not fanboys. There you go. I, I swear to you, the people that I talk to that work with him, they don't know his next move. <laughs> they don't have like the next nine months of the calendar. There's nothing like that. It's really such a tight inner circle and with no leaks possible. That's crazy. And uh, Eric Senich, uh, you're doing a little podcast there yourself. Yeah, Booked on Rock. Uh, just put up an episode with uh, Jason Aldean's drummer, Rich Redman. Really cool guy. I know Rich. <laughs> 
Do you know Rich? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's right, because he's from your area, Nashville. Yeah, he is. And he's originally from Connecticut. Drummer. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, man. He's the modern, modern Drummer Magazine, Drummer of the Year, like five, six times. And a hilarious dude, just as yeah. a fun little side. Yeah, and and he does a whole bunch of stuff, uh, podcast, you know, obviously drumming, and uh, he's he's got another book coming out in May. So we had him on. Uh, basically, it's it's at least an episode per week. Um, you know, I got it, primarily it's it's interviews with authors of books on classic rock. But there are times when I have you know, like you guys have been on, and uh, and I want to have. Um, I want to have the uh, Bogus Otis guys on too at some point in the future, just like a chill and chat at times. Uh, but most of it is authors of books and they're talking about that book and promoting it. And it just, it's, it's a lot of fun, man. It's uh, we just had one with somebody who wrote a book on Yoko Ono. So that goes up. It'll be up by the time I think, well, this is live, but if, if you're listening to this on audio and uh, it's probably up by now, so a lot of fun. Bookedonrock.com. You can get all the info there. B B O O K E D on rock.com. And of course, VHND.com. I was just going to say, Eric, I mean, first of all, speaking of, you know, for both of us, Brent and I, uh, we're all fans of all your podcasts and I want to, you know, thank you for having us again. We want to have you guys on our show. And I also want to say, Eric, uh, thank you for giving us, you know, kind of give us a rocket launch on the Van Halen news desk. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. We're happy to do that. Jeff is the one who, tip me to it too because you guys reached out to jeff first and i was i wanted to do it anyway and we 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 love it man anytime there's a something a podcast that comes up that's van halen related um you know it just keeps the legacy of the band going and um and they're so fun to listen to i i just i get so hooked on listening especially like when this all that stuff is going down with dave you know i'm listening to Terrence and steve like what are they gonna say next <laughs> and uh so it's the same with the bogus those guys like i love the cj chilvers one he, he brought up a great point about van halen three if you guys remember this maybe where he talked about how how al and ed were big fans of um you know like the progressive rock and stuff and that was that was kind of ed's ed and al's way of having some fun with that with van halen yeah. three which i never heard that before i'll tell you what uh Kevin Brown's helping you do your job here tonight, Eric. Eric, is there any merch available on the Van Halen News Desk website? You know what? It's funny you say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, you can get you this shirt there because that's where I got money. See, now Marks are pulling me in on this, you know? I yeah. try to be good. I try to be good. <laughs> VanHalenStore.com. Yeah, VanHalenStore.com. You can get a whole bunch of things like the bar, EVH bar stool, right? Get that back there. Is this one for sale still? Can you? When, is this one coming back or? Oh, was that on the? Was that in the store? No, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, Jeff. Like, Jeff, um, Jeff Hausman's so cool, man. Like he hooks. I got the. I got the fifty-one fifty clock behind me. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, VanHillenStore.com. How do you cool. get on his Christmas list? Jeez, I could use some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think we should get a torch, like a Van Halen torch. So you know, we're carrying the Van Halen torch. Yes. What do you think? Absolutely, that's a nice. good idea. Or a Van Halen flag. Actually, you guys can see it behind. That's a, there's the actual tour banner from 1984. A friend of mine gave me. Nice. I don't know if you can see it. Maybe move this over. You see it there? Yep. Uh huh. Nice. Anyway. Well, there you go. All right. Well, uh, 
we've uh we've we've covered the david lee roth era tune for the show and now it's time for sammy uh we have uh we the manifestations are in but uh you know what i'll i'll go ahead and throw a bone because i'm feeling generous if there's a a different sort of manifestation please say it now or do you all want to keep uh what you had in mind already uh let's see darren brent we'll start with you guys you're the bogus oda show what uh what say you I'm I'm sticking with my original uh, feeling off of balance. Yeah, All right. I thought for sure you're gonna go for Amsterdam. But... <laughs> well, if we if we spin that one, uh, we'll get a, a surprise other guest. So we'll just you know maybe fingers she, crossed. We'll she was in the chat earlier, so she was. Uh, she she she's around. She's around. There's no more. Um, but uh, we'll we'll throw it to uh, Stephen and Darren at uh, DLR. Uh, what say you guys? You uh, do you have a Sammy track? you'd like uh for the wheel to spin good darren any <laughs> to, uh, refresh what my memories what if it's a a song sammy sings better by uh the air the the roth era how about that what, what about that what what songs are those <laughs> <laughs> did, did someone mention earlier that you guys that uh humans being has never come up. Never come it, up. It hasn't, hasn't yet. yet. Not yet. Right. That that's yeah. I mean, that's a regular for me. That's one of my favorites. Ugh. I absolutely love that song. It's so goddamn yeah. powerful. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I'll take almost anything off of balance because I I've grown to relove. I've been kind of rediscovered that album a couple of years ago, and it's I think it's better than people might passing fans might remember. Gary really keeps great. asking for Inside. We've covered Inside. Get over it. We didn't like it. <laughs> it's like no it's done it's not coming back we're, we're done with it so that's uh well with uh with, with steven's input that's that's another that is another vote for humans being um the, the, the answer Mark, Jeff, you see that <laughs> why does mark's wine glass seem never ending he doesn't know you because uh i'll tell you the secret you just never let it get empty you only have one glass of wine See how that works? Spanked you, wankers. Not gonna I happen. learned that from Nick Nolte. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, Corey, you want to get that wheel primed and ready, and then uh, we'll get uh, Sammy to warm up yet again, and we'll get we'll get right down to it. All right. Well, everyone is, is yelling for 5150, so I'm not mm -hmm. going to shuffle it 5,150 times, but I will shuffle it 11 because 5150. So let's... Uh, Find my shuffle button go. here. One, two, three, four. Oh, I should actually bring it in so you guys can see. <laughs> that would help, eh? What kind of producer am I? There's the wheel. All right. An extraordinary one, two, three, one. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. We are sitting on, and the cradle will rock. Somebody get me doctors right up there, too, and little dreamer underneath. Let's see if any of those come up. It won't matter. We're picking a Sammy tune. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Who wanted 5150? Who wanted 5150? Wow. There it is. Wow. 5150. Wow. Nice. Called it. Unbelievable. Ended. Wow. And so the chat manifested that. And all the people who commented on Twitter, they, they manifested 5150. Wow. Oh, what a song. What it's a epic. song. Epic song indeed. Well, there you go. So no more complaints. I don't want to hear any complaints in the chat anymore for the rest of the night. Okay. We, we, we spun it. There it is. 
Uh, it's time to talk about it. Uh, any, but before we get into it, uh, any any words to impart before we get into the nitty gritty from anybody? Feel free to chime in. If you're a guitar player, it's really hard to play. Yes, right. Uh, but when you figure it out in pieces, it's one of the most fun songs to play. Yeah, I remember my buddies back in the day, the guitars are like, that song is fucking hard to play. Yeah, it's already hard. we got this is rigged. Uh, this is rigged. <laughs> you're, you're watching you're watching the wheel spin, right? Like you literally <laughs> just yeah, I don't I don't know what's yeah. I give up. So we're flag. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, there's a flag on the play. Throw the red flag. Get him out of here. <laughs> Kevin Brown says fifty one fifty better than jump. We'll find out. Mm. I tell you, two good tracks to compare with our front man here. We needed it. What do you say? You guys ready to hear a little 5150? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. Let's do her. This is not a Sammy thing. This is an Eddie thing. I think this tone is killer. And if you play this song in guitar and get the tone just sounding right, there's a chord that just finished right there. It's actually not a chord, but he's playing the songs, picking them individually. But when he does it, they still ring out. And it actually sounds like an overdubbed chord just on that one spot. It's so thick. It's it's killer. Mm. That's what, I, whenever I try to play this, I was trying to see if I can capture that. It's really difficult, but it sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's such a it's such a cool opening, like a boogie riff, and then to see what it leads into, it's like a whole nother song. It's a good workout song too, apparently. Work, yeah, twenty times. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the live version from Live Without a Net. That was oh, life changing, right? Oh that my was, god, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Musicians love this song. Audiences don't get it from the cover bands. There you go. <laughs> Kevin wants to know how many bars is in that riff. Crazy. It's when he plays it in live without a net, he's running around like he's yeah. running around yeah. like he's a superhero with with no cape, right? Hmm. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Here's a question for the experts on the panel. Uh, on the panel, excuse me, is it true that the lyrics are about Eddie's relationship with Dave? I've always thought that. Yeah. Hmm. Sammy came up with the lyrics. I mean, it's just it's it's just obviously the fifty one fifty reference to the studio. Um, and then they name the album, but it's it's also a relationship that this, there's always that one person that's it, it's not 50 50. There's always somebody that wants a little bit more than the other and it's just not working out. But mm -hmm. I never heard the reference to Dave, though. No. I can see him. He wrote the lyrics. I don't think he was, I he was going <laughs> to, he didn't want to have anything to do with Dave. I didn't think he wanted to. See, that's why I thought because, I mean, obviously the songs after Eddie's uh, home studio, but I always felt it was. Uh, before I learned that fact, I thought it was about Roth because it's instead of 50-50, it's 51-50. So I thought, you know, one person yeah, was taking I, it past the line. Right? Oh, interesting. Could be. That's could how be. I always thought it yeah, was. Yeah, it could very well be. Yeah. I mean, well, he's never would it be said. 51-49, but you see what I'm saying. Right? <laughs> right. I don't think he's ever said on the record, you know, any specifics other than just that, um, you know, that there's a reference to Eddie's studio and also just the unbalanced relationship. Let's let's be honest though for a second. Uh, 
that is not the first complicated relationship Sammy had. He had a lot of bad things to say about Ronnie Montrose before they patched things up. Yeah. Some of his really? former bandmates will endlessly say nice things about him, and then others will not. Uh, I don't want to name <laughs> names right there. And then his first marriage did not end the nicest, most diplomatic public way as well. Betsy. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's another comment I'm reading here. The song is about taking a chance on love. I guess you could say, hey, however you want to, you know, take it, however you perceive it to be. I guess. Nothing but yeah. Yeah, I'm re I'm reminded right away that I always thought it was odd that this song is at the back of the record. I mean, oh, nice going to the live one. It's, but on, do you know what I mean? What is it? it's it's one of the last tracks, right? Track it eight, is, yeah, seven, right. Yep. Deep track, so, yeah. I mean, it's one of my favorites from the album. Maybe my fa my favorite. Yeah, and I mean, I can hear that. I sooner would think you'd hear it on the. You would hear it, you know, in the beginning somewhere. Could, hell, could have been a yeah. good opener. Yeah. yeah. And we're not at the solo yet, but when we get to the solo, like, oh. if you behind the solo, there's a rhythm track that's just spectacular, right? Yeah. And no just really talks about. in the verses, just the monstrous riff that he's yeah. playing there. It's just fucking awesome. Yeah, we Darren and I have even talked about as amazing as the solo is on this on this tune, the the live version on Live Without a Net. The solo is different from the studio recording, and he does some pretty man. cool little harmonic things that just uh, it blows us away every time goosebumps, we see it. Goosebumps, man! Yeah, absolutely yeah. goosebumps. I yeah. ripped that concert onto a CD, and I'd play it so many times. I just skip to those. Now I have it on my phone. Skip right to that and Summer Night solo. Yeah. Holy shit! Epic. Yeah. vacation home you always have the whole place to yourself Corey's trying to find the live version just you and your people here we go yeah that 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 uh, venue's no longer around new haven, new uh, haven. coliseum about oh, 45 yeah. minutes from where i live here i went to a lot of shows there it was yeah, crappy cool. back then yeah it was a, i loved it oh my god i went to see kiss in 89 there and and you're way up uh, you know, I was way up in those seats. I was like, "Holy shit, man!" I, I saw I'm not Kiss good with on, heights. I saw Kiss on the Crazy Nights tour. That was the first time I saw Crazy Kiss. Nights. Okay, I was I was three years later for the Hydra Heart tour. I was yeah, yeah. They tore it down. Darren said something earlier, which I think is really interesting. You know, we we did a little uh, deep dive on an episode all about Live Without a Net a few episodes ago, and we keep talking about how this iteration of the band, Sammy first joining 1986, 5152 or was like, they were so happy. They were jumping around like maniacs. They were having a blast. But at the same time, this song still for me is like, it's, it's a bit dirty as much as it's happy and upbeat. It's kind of got a, a bit of a dark side yeah, to it. Yeah. I, I feel like too. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, some of the lyrics point towards you know something that's not ended or there's there's an yeah unresolution or nothing something unresolved right there's I love the song even for the lyrics too. Yeah. Can everybody hear me? Just want to make sure. Yep. Yes. I was coming through. I was muted at one point, but Jonathan says still on mute. I want to make sure. Uh, Now I've been monkeying around with everything that everything is still working here. One thing. One thing I always loved about this song, and I'm reminded of it right away, is that it you know is it takes a while for the lyrics to come in, right? I mean, it's got this long intro of just this killer guitar. Always love that. And then I'm sure this is something, of course, that's always discussed ad, no- ad nauseum. I'm reminded right away how much I hate that drum sound. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it know. sounds like some cushions and I, those those toms. and But yep. then it's redeemed because there's um, 15th time on this podcast I'm mentioning Alex's symbols work, a symbol work. I mean, it's just I absolutely love him riding, riding that and just that massive sound from it. So. You know, I, would, I was wondering. And the snare the, is still there. <laughs> yeah. The snare is still there. Yeah. I was wondering what the song would or the album would sound like if they just went back and put, you know, the, a real, uh, yeah. you know, acoustic drums to it, right? What would right what now. would the song what would the song sound like, you know, if it was done with Andy Johns on for unlawful carnival oh, knowledge, I know. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sounds just... like cocaine feels is what Chaz says. Yeah, it's uh, Chaz. <laughs> yeah, and then. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jonathan just... says, "Mark looks stoned." Mark, are you okay? I'm not stoned. I'm good. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal, steal the that. conversation. Good. I'm gonna steal that. John line. says, "Mark always looks like that." I like your shirt, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was just the times that they were in. You know, all those bands were were doing it, and uh, yeah, Alex just figured, okay. hey, let's try it. Oh, cocaine. cocaine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Um, but yeah, they just that that drum sound. You're right, man. It it just it does it hasn't held up well. Over no. the years, yeah. Ugh, the drums. Yeah. Kevin Brown, Remix 5150 and OU812. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right, let's get back to her. Harmonies. So, I was just gonna say when Sammy when he soars up to the top there, and then uh, Eddie and Mikey come in at the back on top of that, it sounds like angelic, right? It just fits perfect. Yeah, yeah that's man. what you hear when you get to the pearly gates. That that's the that's the yes. sound that's playing. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, Steve mentioned uh, "Stairway to Heaven." I'm sure this will come and will break the internet. I've always felt that this was Van Halen's "Stairway." Like it's just like an epic long opening. It kicks in and rocks, and it kind of comes back down again. Uh, I think this song is probably one of the best. It's got it a little stank with, on it though, like Kevin uh, pointed out. The riff is pure filth, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's got a little bit of stank on there. Funk, you know, some funk in the middle part there. From yeah. an arrangement standpoint, and just the way this song overall sounds to me, aside from maybe like "Love Walks In" and "Dreams," this is the most adventurous song on the album. Yeah, right. It starts off with one riff, then it goes into that nasty, dirty, just uh, right when it kicks in the verses. Then it's yeah. got that gallop and speeds up. I mean, I've never gotten tired of this song. I mean, um, I'll go overboard without a life raft on this pretty quickly. Yeah. Hey, you know, speaking uh, of Zeppelin, Scott points out a little bit, a whole lot of love in there. Subconscious. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Jonathan heard that the drums were recorded and then the cymbals were recorded and then it was all kind of separate and then put back together. I thought that was more OU812, but did that happen on 5150 as well? The drums were recorded, somewhere. then the cymbals recorded separate. Oh, boy. I, I don't... that. 
that might be OU812. We'd have to look at we'd have to check on that. We're gonna have to go to video replay on that one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's go to the replay. Okay. After While you're doing that review. <laughs> I have no well, fucking clue. <laughs> you fit right into the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Mark stroking his pussy on the air here. Kevin Brown says nice pussy. (laughs) Oh, red flag on that one, maybe. Oh. Oh. (laughs) And uh, John Mariano, who's maybe the best drummer I know, points out the cymbals are a shimmery instrument. So (laughs) it was kind of an inside joke if you listen to all all of our shows on the Deep Dive Podcast Network. (laughs) Had to throw that in there. Shameless plug. (laughs) What does everyone think of the chorus? Boy, that was a lot of fun. I think it's one of their best. 100%. Yep. Yeah, it it's funny though. Again, it kind of adventurous and weird way naming it fifty one fifty. Could have called it Meet Me Halfway, or you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, it's just kind of cool like that. Yeah, yeah it's 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 a bit less uh, traditional in terms of the way that the song is structured. <laughs> I, I think. Yeah. Somebody somebody said prog rock uh, earlier too, and I've always thought there are a handful of songs in Van Halen's catalog that are kind of moving the needle in the prog rock direction and this is definitely one for me all the pace changes speeding up slowing down different oh yeah yeah Yeah. jonathan's got a good point there props to mick jones he pushed sammy hard yeah sammy's like that's as high as i can go just in general (laughs) on that album he's like you could do it you could do it like on dreams you know Uh, john points out he's a diamond dave guy but 5150 better than jump sounds way more how i picture van halen so Them is fighting words, I'm sure. That John, he's the Skip Bayless of this program. Damn right. Controversial <laughs> comments. <laughs> on you. Sorry, Eric. I thought you were cueing the me there, symbols. So. Oh, I'm sorry. I was doing the air symbols. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> but let's talk about Alex, man. That was some yeah, great yeah. shit there. Yeah. He's so in the pocket on the song too, right? Like it's especially during the the, the choruses. I'm not sorry, not the choruses, uh, the verses. He's just so in the pocket uh, behind the guitar there, right? Yeah. yeah. Talking lyrics. Was... Tom points out why draw the line and meet you half the way if you don't know what that means. Best Sammy Lurk. You know what's sick mm. just to think of like how good Al was live up until that point and and he had he got sober on after this album. So starting on OU went two moving forward, he's he's clean, he's sober. You wouldn't know. He never had a bad show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, never. Even even in all the years following that, when in the 04 tour, you know, when Ed was a mess and you just, there was Al, man, just rock solid. It was like he never had a bad night. Never had, I mean. Powered by Charlie Small Liquor. Get, get yep. back out there, Al. We got it. We got to see out there, man. Do, 100%. Do, yeah. Do the trip, get man. back out there. Yeah. You him. pissed off John Mariano, though. He's got to go shower now. Shower now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, Jeff says 5150 is definitely better than John. Probably Sammy's best all-around song. Well, you're not going to find much argument uh, from people there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott Haskin, I'm seeing speculation that the drums are electronic. He did play so a lot of electronic drums uh, in this era. It was more on OU812, though, right? Yeah. Electronic drums? He played more yeah. on 5150 electronic drums. Did he? Drums. Okay. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, OU812 is yeah. yeah. back to more acoustic. Back to more acoustic, <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Thankfully. And is there anyone from this era who plays the bell better than Alex? Probably not. From that era, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah, was Blue Oyster Cult around during the cut? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fellas, cowbell. The <laughs> gotta have more cowbell. <laughs> Touchdown! Way to begin, big time. Amazing. His 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 uh, his guitar playing there on this tune actually reminds me a lot of um, the Hot for Teacher guitar sound. Right. Little bit, little yep. bits and pieces. Mm. Yeah, you know, song why? within because a song. He's making that whammy bar his bitch. Oh, just yeah. like <laughs> and, but there's parts where he's like tasteful and oh, like melodic, man. where he just hangs around a few notes and then he just like reckless abandon and then yes. back to tasteful <laughs> and then it's like chord. There's some chord chugging. It's it's got it all. But like oh, if you man. can learn this solo in my mind like you can play any other van halen unreal and, alex, and what what's just, yeah what's alex doing right he's keeping right up the footwork on that right yeah the footwork yeah, the horse at the end oh, the killer. jesus and towards I, the end he goes nuts at the there's a part yeah. up too where he just goes insane at the end right yeah, yeah. that riff under the solo yeah uh -huh. jonathan yes yeah. at yeah. the um it, it makes up for the uh, for, for the uh, Genesis Invisible Touch part. Yeah. It ends on a, like a crazy reckless abandon, and then it comes oh. to this great like what better setup to turn the song around, right? Falling down the stairs, landing on his yeah. feet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then it goes back into the main riff. It's like perfect. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. 
it's like four different songs in one and it's the solo yeah. is longer than it, it you would probably expect it to be right i mean how many more bars right it could have come in it could end at a different yeah. point anywhere there it's just it's musically it takes more chances and is more reckless adventurous than anything on 1984 i think and i'm obviously you know I just think this is my favorite song of 5150. It's... But it, it, isn't it interesting though that this is a this is like a combination of pieces of music and and it and Ed makes it work. It works. Yet he couldn't do it with Van Halen 3, whereas Van Halen 3 yeah. does sound like different pieces of music and it's Right. it yeah. sounds disjointed and something's not flowing there. And I don't know Nick, if it's just, you know, per, from I, a I think it's Nick Jones. I think Nick right, Jones right, really had a right. great hand in all the foreigner stuff and the melodies and just kind of come in and maybe shaping it. Just I know he came in kind of late, but I think he came in right. and what he did touch, I think he shaped it to be because right, the right on element. paper, if you were to write out 5150, you'd be like, nah, man, this is all over the place. Yeah, I wonder how many <laughs> I wonder how many bits of other songs that even maybe Sammy brought in parts of it, right? Who knows? The melody. Mm. I mean, how many bits of well, tape were, you know, were yeah, I mean, cobbled that... to get, you know, to come up with, yeah. not in the performance. I mean, to, you know, it was like Eddie grabbing from different things. I but that's it. He had, a, he had he had cassettes. You know, like right, right, the floor, exactly. you know, and and he would just pop one in, pop another in, and Sammy's like, next, next, I like that. You and know? only he would remember that, man, I wrote this wild ass bridge, you know, yeah. back in 79 <laughs> or something, right? But that, you know, and again, that's Ed just 24 7 locked exactly. up in that studio. And Valerie's like, are you, especially coming? then, are you coming back? Are you going to come home? <laughs> <laughs> Dinner's ready four days ago. Like, no, I got, I got, I've, I've got seven meals. Uh, that I just had ready for you. you haven't, you haven't come back. <laughs> Chew on this <laughs> real quick. <laughs> yeah, so I can just see him. I can see him and Al just all the time in that studio. You know, and Why that wouldn't you? Th their their work ethic was that where like if you were not anywhere close to that he just he would get eddie would get pissed like he would that's what he said about michael anthony he doesn't come and jam with us why is he here and then yeah. when and when and then when sammy was you know mid 90s he gets married he's got a kid sammy's like i can't be there all the time you know come on you gotta we gotta jam you know <laughs> it's like and he he looked at it as like you know it was the the interview on mtv and he's like uh he's like sammy's work ethic sucks all right what did he say like you know <laughs> Well, and there was always this clubhouse. You never go outside the family sort of mentality, right? So yeah. insular, so insulated. I mean, you know, you could never play it. You know, it was the band or nothing. You couldn't, uh, you couldn't do a solo thing. You couldn't do this. And but Eddie, Eddie played on Michael Jackson's "Beat It." He, he Eddie played on. He did the he did go the movie figure. soundtrack. Wildlife. I mean, you know, yeah. doing stuff. You can't do a solo thing unless you owe one album to Geffen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay Corey, can you stop there for a sec you bet. what is it you're hearing you're hearing like a hissing sound and i'm wondering if that's just coming from ed's amp or something what what is that it sounds it's, uh i think it's coming from the uh the effect pedal that he's that he's uh, playing through okay i love that though. i just feel like you're yeah. there yeah. It, it doesn't sound like the hissing of like an old school recording it sounds yeah it sounds it sounds like an amp that's like on 13 yes like, it, like the open yes. like the the air of it just being all yeah right. like yeah yeah he's like and it's, he's right up against yeah like you can put your hand and feel the yeah, air from it, right? yeah i love that man that's cool 
It's such a dichotomy. It's this killer rock song. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But this super slick Mick Jones aided production, right? That almost right. dates it sound wise to my yeah. ear with those drums. But it's so it's this weird kind of black yeah. and white sort of thing there. Although maybe I'm that's what sure, makes it great. I'm not sure if Mick. I mean, there's, I, maybe you guys will know more about it. from what I've read because I'm a huge fan of Foreigner too. Uh, and when I was reading to see how much Mick had to do with it, I think he kind of came in late. Some of these songs were already there, and I think the the Simmons drums were already kind of in the mix before he kind of came in. I think I could be wrong, but I believe that is the case that he was filling in as the producer. Yeah, because I've often wondered that was like is, was this the mix and the sound and the, those drums was that him kind of bringing those in? Where do where do those come from? Because they just deviate for this album, and they're back to kind of normal again for OUA one too. Corey, just a comment on, I think Tom made a comment about uh, Ed booted Mike because he, for playing with Sammy, yeah. which is is correct in later years. But the comment I was making was referring to back in the day when you go back to like 80, 81, 82, 83, and Ed would say in interviews, uh, he didn't say it often, but uh, he may have told Steve Rosen this. I can't recall, but he he just it pissed him off to no end that that Mike wasn't part of the songwriting process. And he said in one interview, he doesn't come in, he doesn't jam with us, he just shows up and records, and then he leaves. And they just had it out for Mike. It was like he's just so pissed off at him for that. And um, right or wrong, you know, whatever. That's yeah. what, that's how Ed felt because it just, again, Ed was just like a studio rat. He was there all the time. And Mike was probably like, look, you're the fucking genius, man. I'll just come in. What do you need me to do? I'll do, you know? Um, but that's, that's what I was referring to in the older days. Ed was talking about that. And, 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 Ed, and Ed wanted Mike out. He wanted Mike out for a long time, but it yeah. just, it just, I mean, he, he just got, pissed off because he was getting a fourth of the royalties and yeah and you mentioned steve rosen there's a section of the book uh that's a fantastic book there's a section of the book where eddie flies over to his house in the middle of the summer before 5150 came out and they're just hanging out doing some krell and uh he describes this amazing riff that eddie keeps is playing for him uh and this is steve rosen you're saying he flew yeah. over to steve okay yeah he's flew i mean he just drove his lamborghini up onto his lawn but basically, uh, and he's playing this. He, so Steve is describing this epic riff, and before he really knows what it is, which it became fifty one fifty. Right, wow, he's playing for it in cool. his living room. Right. Oh shit, that's cool, man. Yeah, where right. would come up with that stuff, Eddie? It's just even he said he's like, I don't know, man. It's coming through me from up top, you know. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. 
Alright. Is that oh, higher that. than dreams? Was that no yeah. not higher than dreams? Yeah, that is. I think so, yeah. He always points at dreams, but that I think that one's a lot higher. Yeah. That is higher. That's that's uh, the highest uh, I've ever heard him go. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Corey, can you play the live guitar solo, live without a net solo? Please All right. Do. Let's bring it in here. Everybody can see this, I hope. Fucking unbelievable, this this solo. All right, just although although I would here. put Summer Nights above it, but not by much. I love the Summer Night solo. That was fa face melting, right? Yeah. This, this is the part. They're about to hit a part that I wish was actually in the uh, studio recording. This next little riff here where they kind of, before they go into the turnaround. It's yeah. just such a cool little riff. And it's just so heavy. I wish that was actually in the studio recording. That's an Eatman Smile shirt. 
that he's sticking down his junk. <laughs> that is that's, oh, that's oh, oh no, which no. album? <laughs> yeah, which that one there, perhaps? Top. Yep, that's <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's why that's why Sammy kind of has a look on his face, like, all right, and stick it right down. It's yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Nice. Yeah. No, but he always took the high road. He always took the high road. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the point where it turns. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I am Did so jealous of Sammy's cardio. Goosebumps. Has Goosebumps. anyone on the planet ever had more fun playing live music than Eddie fucking Van Halen? Like, <laughs> Did you see that smile? Jesus. Yeah, as as great and fun as it is to watch that, it makes you just you miss that guy. So you know you yeah. miss yeah. Him. yeah. It's like you it's like a family member that you lost, you know? He just that smile. Those pants. <sighs> those pants and, and the stuff that he's playing while loaded and running around yeah is, <laughs> and loaded it's, it's crazy right. I, I just okay, so, I, many, I, so many good times man listen to that music and that particular live show man just watching that with my buddies you know just unreal but i, I take umbrage with this comment here uh, somebody from the, the paltrow cast said sammy was the fourth best dancer in van halen <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the hot for teacher video have you seen alex van halen in the hot for teacher video that's <laughs> still better uh, oh my god wow yeah yeah thank you flag on the play giant flag on the play <laughs> could, could we talk about the evolution of sammy hagar's live stage moves because he was charismatic and dancing then but now he does this um this wheels on the bus go round and round thing <laughs> he's been doing that for a while man. he's bringing that back you know he's bringing it back he's like he's just going he does that and then he signs autographs mid mid like solo <laughs> have you seen I mean, this i'm not making this up yeah he, i know yeah, i believe it he has nothing that for a while the listen darren the, there ain't nothing wrong with that because i personally have about four or five of those autographs that were signed mid-show so <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> there you go uh -oh. so. and the stream is down for copyright violations we played a little uh, too much 5150 uh, yeah, oh no well, so all the got, folks in the chat are gonna have, yeah they're gonna have to listen to the actual podcast to hear how we all vote i guess it's mm -hmm. about that time it is about that time. Uh, we got uh, two for the price of one, and then all together, three. Three songs. Uh, listen, uh, it seemed like we were all having a good uh, time, so I'm just going to count to three, <laughs> yeah. and we're all going to either do a uh, a yay or nay, and then uh, 
Corey, I think, will follow suit with the uh, the appropriate uh, uh, musical cues. So oh, we're back. We're back on the stream now, guys. So oh, we are everyone back. is just in time for the vote. Yes. We Hi, are. Everyone. <clears throat> so as as I uh, gave you the prompt there, uh, everyone, one, two, three. How we feeling? Hell yeah. <laughs> Not quite, Scott. Uh, this is absolutely what dreams are made of. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> what did yes. Scott just say? That wise ass. What did he just <laughs> pull that back up? He said, I'm just so you know, everyone on the panel voted this song down and DLR wins. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's instigating. Instigating on Scott Haskin. Oh, man, that, that, that's got to be yeah, that's 15 yards time. and a game. He's ejected. <laughs> I give my yeah. only complaint about the 5150 song. Oh no! Here we go. This got, is, this see, is Steve, right, we got. Steve deals with this every week. He's got to do. He's got, <laughs> he's got to put a damper on everything. All right, here okay. we go. <laughs> uh, when I'm alone, I'll sing along with stuff. <laughs> Try singing along to any Sammy Hagar song. He's the lyric. The vocals are too high. He was crafting the stuff not for karaoke or people to be able to sing along to if they're not professional singers. <laughs> I got to pull the flag. I got it. Right. Hey, assume assuming interference, but it's sure fun trying though, right? <laughs> assuming you didn't do the redo the vocals on this in the studio, that's he hit the scream live, man. I mean, this there's not enough adjectives for this song. I mean, it's fucking amazing. But it, but isn't isn't this the point then, uh, Darren? You may have served this up, and I, I'm I'm going to try and knock this out of the park. Um, is that the difference between Sammy and Dave? Is that Sammy was actually a professional singer? Oh no. Ooh. Oh, here we go. I mean, you're making me pull this Ooh. thing. Oh, here we go. That, that, that is a fair common argument, but Dave <laughs> was a soul singer in his crazy, deluded mind. So and vaudeville and blues. And and you and you know you know I'm just picking on you too, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> no, obviously Sammy was a technically better singer times 20, but um, you know, t if talent equaled good, you know, the world would be a very different place. Sometimes it's about being concise. I think one of my favorite little quotes from the back, uh, the Sam and Dave uh, Heavyweights Rock tour in 2002, there was a, there was that little series of videos. I don't I don't know if it was an MTV thing or whatever, but I can remember Dave making the comment. He said, uh, "Sam brings the party, but I am the party." Sam likes like, the party. I am the party. They am the party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the biggest mysteries I've never been able to solve related to all that was somebody told me that Dave and Sam were filming a VH1 reality show, like an Osborne style reality oh, show together wow. in that era. And it didn't surface. And that's why the cameras were around. Oh, Has anyone I, else heard those rumors? No. Yeah, I, I think you're right, because there ended up being that. I think there's two or three segments that are still on YouTube that are probably I don't know eight or ten minutes long each, and it, and it's it's all from that from that time. So I I would believe that to be true. Yeah, wow. I I would, but I'd be shocked though, given how you know Dave's got to be in control and so guarded with anything that he doesn't want you to see. You know the fact that he, I mean, I, it just doesn't. It seems so out of nature, but given that time frame, maybe it seemed like a good idea until it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. 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 I had right, tickets. Well I had tickets to see that show. It was like the third to last show in that tour at uh, 
the uh, amphitheater at Darien Lake, just uh, outside of Buffalo. And it was, it was what, like, I think the last three shows on that tour got canned because they just, I think we're beating each other up by that point. So I missed it. Sadly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Scott Scott is not a big Van Halen fan. He's asking, is there a version of DLR singing this song? Oh. The answer is no. David Lee Roth never no. touched Sammy stuff at all. But <laughs> this is not necessarily true. Oh. If we believe the Dave Whisperer from uh the Dave and Dave Unchained podcast. Oh yeah. The there may be demos of it. Oh really? Oh boy. Uh, quick I, I, story. Um, oh, sorry, Darren. Sorry. Yeah, I hate to be the contrarian, but that's yet another mystery. From we still don't know who that person was who said that, but it's not as black and white that he left after 1984. It sounds like he was demoing stuff with Van Halen at that time, and he just didn't like the new material. Hmm. Right. Hmm. Yeah, Interesting. I've read that. Good. I think good enough was around before. Well, well Dave was still in the band, apparently, right? Summer yeah. nights and good enough. Well, given how much Eddie would mine the vaults continuously, you know, I mean, he was putting out, like we were talking about earlier, he was, the output was insane, right? So, I mean, it's conceivable, could be half a, Dave's on stuff that, you know, could have surfaced much later with Sammy. In the Midnight Hour. Bits and pieces. That's finished. The cover of In the Midnight Hour is finished, done. It was the first song recorded at 5150. Jump was two. Hmm. And that's still, we've never heard it. Not even a piece of it. Interesting. Now, I think earlier in the, Rosen, in the Steve Rosen book, I think when he's uh, when Eddie shows up at his house and is playing him that riff in his living room, I can't remember the dates. I could be wrong, but I think it's in the it's in a time frame where uh, Roth was still in the band or things were turbulent and about to break up. But I think he, he had that riff. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's a track, but I think it is. Yeah. It's pretty impressive, man. In the day, in in you know, an era of the internet and leaks and you know, just such transparency and shit everywhere that nothing leaks out of it virtually nothing leaks right. out of 5150 i mean the fucking national archive should talk to these guys about keeping shit secret because i mean the supreme court know, couldn't even keep a, a thing secret exactly i mean yeah. it's in the fucking vault man that's just not a saying it's the, it's that it is dc are like that ACDC yeah the same way like like brian johnson was on eddie trunk and eddie was like so what's up you guys gonna do maybe a tour what's going on and brian johnson was like afraid he's like i i can't answer that I, yeah. i'm told i can't i can't say anything like he's he's like a higher employee he's got a minder a very short australian person that next you know right, just off right, camera there right. a cousin like, a young cousin no one's ever he, seen he before. was like <laughs> he was like nervous about it I and mean, brian johnson seems like such a cool guy but right? you just see that he's just like told you do not say he goes i was told i can't say anything mate i can't say anything <laughs> he's like you're, you're, getting, you're getting into what did he say he goes you're getting into uh the, the inquiring now what did he say use the word uh, uh oh what, what's the what's the, the 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 woman who does all those hardcore interviews uh, uh barbara walters <laughs> barbara walters not yeah. her but another one um she didn't make it she, wendy she, williams no the one who just uh interviewed <laughs> matthew perry <laughs> wendy, williams. <laughs> wendy williams kathy lee gifford no no snoop dog <laughs> hoda codeby chelsea <laughs> no. handler but- no, Just no, I can't remember now. It's a Diane Sawyer. Yeah, he's like, get a little Diane Sawyer, oh, Diane Sawyer on me, Eddie. You get a little <laughs> Diane Sawyer on me. So Gary's saying that deluxe edition remasters with bonus tracks are in order. And uh, I think we all agree on that. Yeah. There are things happening. Yeah. Uh, people are working on stuff. It's just, I don't know if they're just waiting for the Brinks truck to be backed up, okay. if you know what I mean. Mm. Does everybody... Does everybody know one of Darren's side gigs? 
This this man finds shit out. He's a this is speculation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Brian Ke- uh, Kehu was. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was the one who was working on. Was it 07, Darren, around there? Maybe when Dave came back? They were I, th- reissue I thought it was the- 04. Oh, uh, okay. And, they're, and they're it was the Hagar the- thing, but they were right. doing the, the Hagar tour, so that was one of the reasons that they silenced it. But I heard recently that they were working on stuff, and it is related to Alex being cited at the mastering studio. With Lindy. Oh. Uh, with Wendy Williams, wait. With, with Don Landy. Oh, oh Don Landy. <laughs> <laughs> with OJ Simpson, he was there. Hang on. No, but, with with Don Landy, he there was a picture, I believe. Uh, I I can't remember. Yeah, I remember, but it was it was something that kind of got the 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 speculations going. My read on all this is that there is an inner circle and they have everything. And like, I'll give you an example of this. You know that band Steel Panther, how a few of them were in the Atomic Punks before Mm -hmm. Steel Panther took off? And if you look on YouTube from the early 2000s, there's members of Steel Panther as the Atomic Punks recording the song Bullethead, which wouldn't come out for 10 years. So I think just people have stuff but they know to keep their mouths shut because they don't want to burn the bridge. So yeah. people are working on stuff now. Here's Jason Newstead okay. should take a page out of that playbook. <laughs> yeah. what, um, this is Brian Key, who I, I remember reaching out to him for comment in, where is this, November of 2020. So he said, in the vaults, where is it? Okay, he's saying... There's some songs in there, including Bring On The Girls, which later became Beautiful Girls. Uh, he said there's a different recording of Little Dreamer. He Cut said off. there was a Hopper teacher with a bass riff. Right. Thing. Yes. Nope. That Eddie's doing both bass and guitar. He says, Bill Inglot, engineer and producer, and I have done many, many projects for Warner Brothers together. He has a producer. I was engineer. We could not find original mixtapes for the demos, but the multi-tracks tapes still existed, so we could mix from that. What else did he say in here? Not knowing what the original intent or sound of these demos was supposed to be, we went for the sound of the original first album. That's the same team, same rooms, many of the same songs. Of the material we found that was the strongest some songs known today like Running with the Devil or On Fire, some that came out later in modified or rewritten form like Voodoo Queen becoming Mean Streets, but some some have never been re, re-recorded or re-released. Uh, he says, it's probably fair to say those songs weren't as strong, but for anyone today, even to hear a different version of a classic song or an unheard version of a never-released one, that's fair to hear. It's, uh, blah, 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 that's pretty, yeah, the Hot for Teacher thing, different intro. You know, yeah. someday this stuff will come out. I mean, I'm hoping I'm not collecting Social Security by then, but yeah. it will come out, and it's going to be it's going to be excellently. I really believe this. I think it's going to be excellently curated. It's going to be kind of akin to you know when the Hendrix family took over the estate, Janie Hendrix, and they got all the rights back and shit. And like the late '90s, early aughts started coming out, and it was amazing. BBC sessions, stuff, you know, alternate, all this other stuff, and yeah, I. I, you know, fingers crossed, right? We'll see. The Sammy right. era, the problem is the Sammy era is just being completely ignored. Yeah. And that's the, the one thing I think everybody would like to see is some some remasters on uh, 5150, No oh, You yeah. 2, 
but uh, boys, we've been on the air here for uh, three hours and 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> y- you got like time for like 10 quick fire questions from one Eric Senich. Oh, uh, who wanted to trivia? <clears throat> yeah, he wanted to do a little bit of trivia here tonight. So if you boys are up for it, Mark and I will be the judge. Uh, Eric's going to ask a trivia question to buzz in. Just say the name of your preferred lead singer. So Bogus Otis, you guys will be saying Sammy. DLR guys, you'll be saying Dave. Uh, anytime you're ready, Mr. Yeah, Sandwich. let's see. I can pick uh, can pick a series of them. I can I, we can go with a balance of like um, Dave Air and Sammy Air if you want to do that. Um, hang on a sec. Let me find a good one here. Just All right. talk amongst yourselves. Okay, we're ready. Talk amongst yourself. I'm just looking over. A, I want to find a good one. Okay, here we go. You ready? Um, number one. Let's see. There's a total of I think ten here. Yeah. Number one, when Van Halen was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in March of 2007, what band or artist gave the induction speech? Uh, Sammy. That was uh, well, that was that was Velvet Revolver. Okay, Velvet Revolver. All right. Um, anybody else want to give a different guess or no? Hey, Vel- Velvet Revolver played, but they didn't give the speech, did they? Uh, the, I just was reading about speech. this recently. The induction they, speech. They performed, and then Paul Schaefer uh, and his band did with Sammy and Mike. All right. Some of these are going to be easy. Who's the bass player for Van Halen beginning in 2006? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, this is from a, a website, funtrivia.com. <laughs> All right. We're going to skip past that one. Singer David Lee Roth's father was what type of professional? Lawyer, Optim- doctor, dentist, or accountant? Ophthalmologist. Yeah. yeah. So they just put doctor. Ophthalmologist. An ophthalmologist, correct. Yep. Um, Mark, you keeping score? Yeah, I'm keeping score. This <laughs> is, uh, what was the first city that Van Halen played live outside of California? Ooh, Ooh man. This is a good one. Uh, where was Texas Jam? No, it was before that. Uh, this Phoenix? would be no opening for Black Sabbath. The, well, the no, choices, uh, the choice. I'll give you. A, I'll give you four choices: Vegas, Kansas City, Philly, or Chicago. I'm going to go Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. On the journey tour. Yep, you're right. Oh, yeah. that was. Um, was the name of the venue there um aragon? call yeah yes yeah. <laughs> aragon ballroom aragon ballroom i called it the aragon yeah Jeez. that's a good one all right what was the only song that van halen's father jan played on darren big bad uh billy sweet william Matt. correct good job Eddie Van Halen met his future wife, Valerie Bertinelli, in which city? Lincoln, Nebraska, Los Angeles, California, Shreveport, Louisiana, or Denver, Colorado? 100% Shreveport. Shreveport. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Michael Anthony played which instrument in his high school marching band? Clarinet, trumpet, drums, or trombone? That's clarinet. Okay. Clarinet. That is correct. Alex Van Halen played which instrument on the movie soundtrack? Twister. Guitar, violin, drums, keyboards. Keyboards. I thought violin. Same, he played the keyboards. He's uh, he's on the... Um, Respect the wind. Respect the wind. 
Oh, man. Uh, what song was Van Halen's first number one hit on the Billboard singles chart? We know that one. That's Jump. Yeah. That's an easy one. That stinks. All right, here we go. Who played the teacher in the Van Halen video? Hot for teacher. Was it Thass Jordan, Donna Rupert, Nancy Grossi, or Valerie Bertinelli? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the first one? Did you say Sass Jordan? Sass Jordan. Sass Jordan. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm a huge All the I'm Canadians are, are smiling here. I'm a big Sass Jordan fan. Somebody made this. The, the, uh, she would have been 10 years old. <laughs> yeah, it's, what, that Grossi name sounds familiar. You want to try Danny Grossi? Or Nancy Gross, I mean? Nancy Gross, yeah. It's, let me just make sure. I believe I know Donna Rupert. Yeah. Um, yep. Who, uh, who is the voice of Waldo? Uh, Dave. Oh, that's uh, Phil Hartman. Yeah, good call. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. I think really? I need, yeah. I think that's nine, right? Mark, are you keeping? Uh, well, two of those didn't get. Uh, you didn't, you, you, we threw out two of them, so let me come yeah. up with two more. Well, a couple then... of those, uh, there was no definitive uh, winner. You just moved on. So uh, right one? now, right now, I have Bogus Otis at four uh, to three for DLR. Okay, so we'll come up with three more. Let's come up with three more. All right, folks. I have a tiebreaker because I have how many times they performed fifty one fifty live. So if you need that three. one, I have it. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Here we go. I've been how fired. about? Oh. Now let's let's go back to fifty one fifty. Let's see. Now nah, these are too easy. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> April, okay, a political blues appears on which album? Oh, you going to? Yep. Okay, that's eight. Uh, number nine of the following: Which album had the fewest singles released in the U.S.? Women and Children First, Diver Down, Fair Warning, or Fifty One Fifty? Oh, Fifty One Fifty. The fewest okay. singles. The fewest. Yeah, yeah here it is again. The fewest. I lost my place here. Yeah. Which of the following albums, which had the fewest singles released in the U.S.? And then the choices were Women and Children, Van Halen 1, Diver Down. Uh, sorry. Scratch that. Sorry. Women and Children first, Diver Down, Fair Warning, and 5150. Those are the choices. I would say Fair Warning, but I'm not playing. <laughs> Let's say Women fair. and Children first. Women and Children for the Sammy Boys, and I was going to say disagree, Brent. There's no music videos. I was going to say fair warning. It's Women and Children first. Hmm. Um, Diver Down had the most at five. Women and Children only had a one a one track yeah. released as a single in the Cradle Will Rock. All right, let's finish with a good but one. No um, music video, so I'm going to put right. an asterisk on that question. Yeah, <laughs> we already have a winner. If that's the if this is the last question, we already have a winner. Oh, we do already have a winner. Yep, the last one's worth five one points. In? Okay. Yeah, all yeah, right. five points to the last. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, between 1978 and 1995, Van Halen has released four guitar instrumentals on four different albums. What was the last of the guitar instrumentals released by the band during that time span? I can give you the four choices, or do you want to try and guess? Just like strictly like guitar instrumentals. I mean, it's kind of... 
Maybe give the uh, the date range again. It's or, a bad with song title. It's 70, 78 to 95. Which was the last one? 78 to 95, Balance would be the last one. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to tell you, this person who made this, I think, got it wrong. Because their choices are Little Guitar, Spanish Fly, 316, and Eruption. But they're they're missing one. And it would be 316. Yeah, out of those well, four, yeah. three sixteen. Three sixteen is uh, is the answer they give. But what about Balanchur Thurillium from Balance? But that's kind of like a full band. With yeah, it had, yeah, it had drums yeah. on it too. Yeah, yeah. but so yeah. was Eruption, and they had Eruption as well. Yeah, true. No, yeah. it's true. But yeah. uh, no, I get it. It's just like strictly Eddie. So that's three sixteen. Is is Van Halen's first guitar instrumental is Eruption, uh, second Spanish Fly, third Little Guitars, and then. Fourth is 316, named after uh, Eddie's son, Wolfie. From for unlawful current knowledge. There you go. Who won? Who's the winner? <laughs> did, did nobody get that last question right? We all won. We all won. I think somebody guessed 316. <laughs> based based on that, uh, both Darren did, yeah. guys won. Right. Yeah, Darren, Darren did guess uh, 316. Oh, yeah. well, then there you go. DLR yes. wins. Man, we we all lose. How about that? <laughs> We're all winners here, folks. We're all promoting a band that doesn't care about us. We all <laughs> we actually all win because uh, we all spun. We spun great songs. Uh, the ref didn't have to get too too involved in uh, throwing flags and you know, except Not for here bad. and there, it's fine. Uh, it, it, we didn't come to blows. We all came together, which was the intent the whole time. <laughs> Fooled you all. It wasn't going to be a brawl whatsoever because we're here to celebrate a band not argue about it doesn't matter who's singing so there it is you guys we did another live show with a whole cavalcade of uh, panelists thank you all so much for being here uh let's see uh from the dlr cast you guys please uh thank you for thank you once again for being on the show please let the people know where they can find you find the show and what you got going on I am at Paltroids on a lot of different social media things. We're at the DLR cast on Twitter. Steve, are you still in hiding in witness protection? More, more <laughs> or less. But of course, the DLR cast is available on all your favorite podcast providers. And uh, we're on Twitter as well at the DLR cast. So there you go. All right. Uh, thank you once again. And from the bogus Otis show, uh, Brent, Darren, please let the people know what you guys got going on, where they can find you guys. Uh, you can get us all over the place, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, here, there, and everywhere. And uh, check us out on Instagram and Facebook at The Bogus Otis Show. Right on. Representing, respectively, uh, David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar of their respected eras. And look, look how civil we were. Isn't that great? That's what we do here at And the Podcast Will Walk. We bring people together in a civil way to celebrate. Uh, our our very humble and knowledgeable referee of the night, Eric Sinich. Thank you, sir, for being here. Please let the people know where they can find you and everything you got going on. 
Yeah, as always, a pleasure. And thanks, uh, thanks for having me again. And you can find me on uh, uh, Booked on Rock uh, primarily every week. We got an episode up. BookedOnRock.com is the website, and you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I'm actually trying to do TikTok. I'm putting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just God started making. Uh, yeah, I just started making videos of like clips from each episode and, and putting those up. So uh, having some fun with that. So BookedOnRock.com, B-O-O-K-E-D on Rock.com. And uh, yeah, VHND man, we're always uh, we're always trying to keep people up to date on what's happening in the world of Van Halen. Well, in that regard, you're doing the Lord's work, and we appreciate. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, and rest in peace, Eddie. Absolutely. Yes. Rip, rip, indeed. Uh, thank you to the audience. Uh, if you tuned in live, awesome. You guys have been very, very responsive and very, uh, very active. We appreciate you. Uh, take a drink. Um, and, uh, if you're listening, uh, not live, thanks anyway. Thank you for listening regardless, because that's what it's all about. Right. Corey, where can the people find you and where can they, uh, locate the show and all the fun stuff we've got connected to it. They could find me sleeping for the next three days because these live shows are a lot of work, damn it, and I don't get enough appreciation. But uh, I want to thank, again, everybody in the chat uh, for joining in. Uh, Chaz, Tom, uh, Kevin, uh, Scott are all our good friends. Uh, we almost had we had about 20 people at any one time uh, watching the show here tonight. So thank you for uh, sticking with us. Uh, you can find uh, find the show at www.podcast.rock. All the, you can see them all on the bottom of the screen there. We're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, Twitter. Uh, Facebook now, which Mark is running. Uh, you can find me at CD Morset. You can find Mark at Mark the Bat. And uh, you can find us as part of the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. Go seek them out. There's a ton of great shows. I won't go through them all here tonight because we've had a very late night. But uh, thank you all. And uh, please, if you only take away one thing from tonight, please go support the Bogus Otis Show. Bogus Otis Show, excuse me, and the DLR cast and Booked on Rock. All are fantastic podcasts. I can't believe you guys are slumming it here tonight to associate with Mark and myself. We really appreciated <laughs> having you guys on. And uh, I'd love to have you back on again sometime before we wrap this up. And what about 58 songs? We're done, Mark. <laughs> wow. 58 songs uh, seems so short and yet it will, uh, it'll still be a journey. I, I assure you it'll be a journey because it's already been a journey. Uh, we're not stopping the train anytime soon. We're going to keep on moving. That's what they would want. That's what we want. And we hope that's what you guys want. So thank you again for joining us. We are, and the podcast will rock and we will rock you later. Later.